Shannon Waller here, and welcome to the Team Success Podcast. What I want to talk about today is an experience that I've had with a number of our really, really successful strategic coach clients, and that is that they don't have their own support team. Now, they've hired, usually very successfully, people to fulfill critical roles in the company like sales, marketing, finance, fulfillment, quality control, operations, you name it, they've got people in those positions. But what they haven't done is they haven't actually leveraged themselves. So in the course of growing their business, they've identified the key functions that needed to happen. Often they were doing all of them. You know, probably know this for yourself at the very, very beginning. And they look to hire those key roles and responsibilities. And then they get to a point and they kind of plateau. They wonder why they don't continue to grow. And they wonder what's the hold back? What's the stop? Often they feel like the business is running them. They're not running the business. They feel often very much caught up in the day-to-day and not freed up from some of those activities. But because they don't see a specific role that needs to be filled because people are already there, they don't know what else to do. And this is where, in terms of especially some of the clients I work very, very closely with, it's been very clear to me that they do not have someone directly supporting them. They don't have someone to actually free up and leverage their unique ability, which is what they love to do and are best at. And what happens, as I said, is they get kind of stuck. That plateau happens. It could be personally, it can be in terms of the business, sometimes quite often both. But again, they just don't know what to do. One of the things I've realized, and this is because I've gone through this myself, took me a long time to get there, so I have a lot of empathy for this, is when you actually hire someone or someones to leverage you and decide to make that investment, a very profound shift happens. Then that is that you move even closer to your center of what it is that you love to do, that you're best at, and how you make the greatest impact, the biggest difference that you can make. And quite often, that is in building the relationships and the strategic direction for the future of your company. And it's really interesting because that's kind of what's most important for you to be doing (laughs) is focusing in on those things, but we get stuck. And I know for me, when I finally put my strategic support system in place roughly three years ago, all of a sudden, my future got so much bigger. What I could imagine happening Because all of a sudden, it wasn't just me doing it. It was other people who could help leverage those new ideas and make them happen. It's really, really powerful to be able to make that decision. But it takes some courage. It's an investment of time. It's also an investment in you have to kind of share. Those things have just been under your direct control. Those habits that you've had forever that you may or may not be willing to change the way you've always done things will shift a little bit. You need to let people into that inner circle. And first of all, decide that you're worth the investment, which I have to tell you, you are, you will do great things with that freed up time and mental energy for thinking. And that you can actually let go of some of those things that you've been hanging on to for a long time, but that they belong in your past, not in your present and not in your future. We, we've had this fun discussions in strategic coach workshops where one of our clients who's in our half million dollar or above personal income level, and when we were talking to him, he was still opening his own mail. I'm like, well, if you're opening up checks, that's kind of fun, but that's not usually how money gets transferred anymore. So really, another person was writing his own letters and detailing all of his correspondence. And if you actually do the cost per hour of drafting those pieces of correspondence, it's astronomically high. 
one of my favorite conversations was with a friend that joined this Rishi Coach program. And he was really debating about whether or not to hire a part-time person, like a part-time, not even a full-time person. So I said, well, just to make the math easy, let's work on a full-time person. So I knew where I wanted this to go. And I said, how much would it cost you in your geographic area to hire a savvy, strategic, smart support person, an administrative assistant? He goes, well, 2500 to 3000 a month is what it would cost. And I said, well, how much would that free you up in terms of the increased time that you would have and the activities that you would no longer have to be doing? What could you do with that? How much more money could you make? And in his case, what he focuses in on is real estate deals and transactions. He said, oh, I think I could make another twenty-five to 30000 I said, a year? He goes, no, a month. I said, um, can you please just do the math on what you just said? <laughs> in other words, if you invest 2500 you can get back 25000 That's a 10 times return. You should have seen the look on his face. He was like, oh, I've never thought of it that way before. I'm like, mm-hmm, I can tell. <laughs> And I said it with a lot of love, but it was like, oh my goodness, just look at the value of freeing yourself up. And one of the distinctions that we make at Coach is that investing in a team, a team member, especially one that supports you, really is an investment and not a cost. A lot of times we put people on the cost side of our financials, but what we really need to do is put on the investment side, because with an investment, you're looking to make it grow. You're looking for a greater return. You put more into it. There's a cost, we try and minimize those. And I have to tell you, there's no human being on the planet that likes to be treated as a cost. No one likes to be minimized. You don't like to be minimized. That's not a fun way to be treated, nor a productive one. So it's an investment. And I have to tell you, you generate a great return. This is an incredibly worthwhile investment. Now what I want to talk about two things. One is, who should you surround yourself with? And the second of all is, what are the obstacles to doing that? So first of all, let's take a look at with whom you want to support yourself. And this is where you want to make a list of all of those things that you no longer enjoy doing. There probably is going to be about three columns. One of them is things that you would love to never do again, things you'd love to stop doing, problems you'd like to have to no longer solve, issues you want to no longer have to be the go-to person for, just tasks that you're just been there, done that, got 18 t-shirts, you're kind of done. So those are the frustrated, irritating ones. Now, another list is your okay list. These are the things that are okay, and you've probably been thinking that you have to do these for the rest of your career because that's what owners and leaders and people do who are in charge of companies. But the truth is, if you actually look at it, a lot of it can be automated or delegated. And that's an interesting question to ask yourself, how could I not be involved in this? Or what would have to happen to get this off my plate? Instead of just assuming that they have to stay with you, you start asking yourself the how questions, the who questions, and those will prompt your thinking. Let those little ideas bubble up in your consciousness about how you could possibly get that off your plate. So all of a sudden, when you start to look at that, it's like, oh, well, I need someone who could and then you fill in the blanks. I need someone who'd be capable of this, confident about handling this, who's really good with technology, who's really good with people, whatever your little mini task description or job description is. And then the final column is what do you want to expand? What do you want to do more of? And in my experience talking with our clients, one of the first answers to that question after sleep, because some of them are tired, is think. I want to be able to think more. I want to be able to go out 
and meet with people who can positively influence the direction of our company. I want to go and create big relationships that will feed our future. I want to be able to sit down and really strategically plan where we're going to be going and do that outreach in both in terms of thinking and relationships. And my supposition for a lot of people is if I can help you spend 20% more of your time thinking, oftentimes you can double your income. And they go, really? And like, yeah, I've seen it happen. And I have. So this is a really good, this is a good investment. <laughs> a little bit more thinking time for you. It doesn't even have to be double. It just has to be 20% more. And kind of amazing things can happen. Because the thoughts you have are powerful and they have a big influence, but everyone gets so tied down with the day-to-day and the regular problems and just the today stuff, you don't have time to focus on the future. So really freeing yourself up even a little bit can have a profound larger impact for that. So you want to make those lists. You also want to take a look at your Colby profile if you've done that. Do your Colby A profile at colby.com. Set up the business account, call them and get set up and say, hey, This woman, Shannon Waller, talked about a business account with Strategic Coach. How do I do that? It's free to set it up, and then you just purchase the credits that you need for the Colby's, and that means that all of your information is together. You have a little mini database inside Colby's gigantic one. So really worthwhile to do that. Look at your strengths finder. You know, are you a people person? Are you a task person? Are you strategy? That's what gives you energy. That's what's nourishing for you. But then there's a whole bunch of other things that aren't. So you want to play to your strengths. Now, once you've identified those things for yourself, then it can be really obvious who you need around you. And I'm going to suggest that you look at the triad. And I love this concept from Dave Logan's book, Tribal Leadership. If you haven't read it, please do. Brilliant, brilliant book on how to have really profitable, productive teams. And I have did an interview with him. It's one of my first ones, which I just love. So that's available on the Team Success Podcast under author interviews. And what he talked about there was one of the most successful structures in super high-performing companies is what's called the triad. As soon as I read that book, I latched onto that concept and I started doing it. And I work one-on-one with a lot of different people, at least I did back then. And I started consciously bringing in a third person, So my team of three is Nicole, whose Colby is the opposite to mine, whose Myers-Briggs is complementary to mine. Her DISC profile is opposite of mine, which is kind of fun. Her strengths finder is actually kind of opposite too, which is entertaining. I did a whole comparison presentation on this one time. But she loves to do everything I don't and vice versa. I've talked about this before. She loves to schedule, does it to calm down when I schedule. I get anxious. She's very supportive. I'm very direct and influencing. So we're just very complimentary that way. And then also my third person in that triad is Kathy Davis. Kathy Davis is both Dan's project manager and mine, and the person in charge of organizing all of the design for our strategic coach signature program, and a brilliant human being to boot. She has what we call a puzzle brain, and her Colby is in between. It's called a facilitator profile. So she balances off my nine quick start because she has a six, and Nicole has a four. So if you just look at the numbers, we just all kind of fit in together. So we're very synergistic from a Colby standpoint. Our talents are very complementary. We bring a lot of skill to the whole situation. We bring an enormous amount of commitment, and that becomes really easy because we're not stepping on each other's toes. We're not trying to do each other's jobs. It's not at all about a power or hierarchy. It doesn't matter how long someone's been with the company. It's about what they can contribute to the team. And I have to say, we pull off miracles regularly. 
<laughs> fast miracles at that. And I love, love, love that teamwork. And if I tried to do all of this on my own, it would be a, well, I'm going to say it would be a disaster, but it would not be as good. It would not be as easy or as fun or frankly, as high a quantity. So I would be able to do a lot less without the partnership and teamwork of Kathy and Nicole. And again, you're going to have your own setup. But I want you to find someone who can handle the regular day-to-day fact-finding follow-through stuff. I want you to have someone who can help leverage you in terms of your projects. One of the things we talk a lot about at Coach is that if you're the person who's innovating, if you're the person who's making it up, you need people around you and you need someone really close to you. This is on your personal support team who is going to help make it real. In my case, that's Kathy. And then you also need someone who's going to make it recur. And in my case, this is Nicole. Each of us is very suited to our role, but my stuff doesn't go very far unless someone helps me make it real and it doesn't get efficient and profitable until Nicole makes it recur. Even if you have people like this in your bigger company, when you personally have this, then your new ideas get traction. You all of a sudden are not bogged down. You're not trying to steal, pardon me, borrow people or time or mental energy from other people's teams when the, then they have to juggle between you and between the regular day-to-day responsibilities because that's what everyone does. They're like, well, I've got someone kind of like that in the company. I'll just use a little bit of them. Well, I work with those team members, and I have to tell you, it's incredibly hard and challenging for them. They feel like they're not actually giving their best to either you or their job. It's not a great idea. (laughs) I say that again with compassion. And you're worth it. You're worth the investment of putting a team in place around you to just support your future, the company's future, your new ideas. And when you actually create your own little skunk works, because that's kind of what it is, you actually free up the company from the burden of having to kind of handle all those new ideas. And they only get those new ideas once they've been tried and tested, and they work. It's okay with your small group of people to test stuff and have it not work. Failures are awesome learning opportunities, (laughs) as far as I'm concerned. And the company actually really appreciates that. So I want to strongly advise that you consider this potential structure. Now let's talk through some of the obstacles. And I'm actually thinking of some very specific people as I'm having this conversation. This one particular client's amazing, incredibly, incredibly intelligent, incredibly motivated. And it's been a nine-month conversation to convince him that this would be a good idea. So there's some real obstacles to that. So one of them is that people don't see it as necessary. Hopefully with what I've talked about so far, you can see that, hmm, this might actually be a good idea. Especially if you look at not having to compromise other people in the company or not having to take people away from other teams and actually just make that investment for yourself. Again, looking at it as a cost, that will prevent it from ever happening. And the other obstacles are more emotional or more focused around mindset. And that is that a lot of the people that I work with, entrepreneurs, put themselves last. So not that you're not strong and you're thinking or confident about what you can do, but taking care of other people's needs on the team, making sure that your clientele are looked after, making sure that that technology problem is solved. That's where your focus and attention is, not on you. So actually stopping for a moment and saying, oh, I'm actually an asset here. I'm worth investing in, and it will actually free me up and leverage me to make a greater contribution to the company as well as your clientele. That's a thinking process you need to go through. And then also another reason is that some people are not confident about managing that particular team, which I completely understand because I'm not particularly good at it. 
Now, my take on that is really effective teams are self-managing. Yes, payroll needs to happen. <laughs> Raises need to happen. Growth opportunities need to happen. So there's some of that, that you know, leadership that needs to be provided. But it's kind of amazing because when you have a team like this, especially where people are doing their unique ability and what they love to do and in the right role, it's very, very, very self-managing. And it's very fulfilling for every person because they're trusted. They're part of a team that executes really, really, really well. They get to test out brand new ideas. They get to always be involved in the leading edge stuff of what you're thinking about. So it doesn't, in my experience at least, doesn't take a lot of management. You may have to kiss a few frogs before you find the right people, but it is so completely worthwhile. The first of all, though, is it takes a commitment to doing it. If you're not committed to having support, I can guarantee you it won't work. And then it will take some courage to say, yes, it's worth the investment. I know when I was talking about hiring Nicole, I didn't know who she was yet <laughs> back then. At that point, I was sharing a support person with other people. It's like, oh, okay, no, it makes sense for me to have my own person, given the volume of things that I do and handle and responsible for and take care of. So that was kind of a big deal. I had to kind of go, mm, swallow, <laughs> this is worth it. So I had to step into that, and I didn't know it was going to work, and I felt it's like, uh, am I going to be able to make this pay off? Well, yes, because we've pretty much tripled, quadrupled my productivity, which turns into dollars, which is very measurable. And then out of that comes these incredible new capabilities in terms of what is now possible that was not before, because now you have that linking up of talent and commitment and unique abilities. And then finally, you have a brand new level of confidence in terms of what's actually possible. But it starts with commitment and courage. You're not going to get the capability and the confidence unless you're willing to make that step of committing to it and then having the courage to overcome whatever obstacles you personally face. It could be talking with partners. It could be with making the financial investment. It could be with trying to find the right person because we're very unique individuals. And finding the person who's going to be a right fit or the people who are going to be a right fit can sometimes be an exercise in and of itself. So feel free to get help with that. But really, really critical. When you do this... It is amazing how much bigger your future will be. It will be amazing to you how much more you're personally leveraged. You've done a great job up until now of leveraging the company. Now it's time to leverage you, and you are absolutely worth the investment. So I hope this has raised a few useful questions and thoughts in your mind. If you have any questions or comments, please let me know at questionsastrategiccoach.com. Really appreciate you listening. And as always, here's to your team's success. Shannon here, and thank you very much for listening. If you like what you heard today, please take a moment to rate the Team Success Podcast on iTunes, and we'd love it if you'd share the podcast with anyone else who could benefit. If you're interested in learning more about the Strategic Coach Program for Entrepreneurs, visit us at strategiccoach.com or the Strategic Coach channel on YouTube. For free downloads and more Team Success strategies, visit teamsuccesshandbook.com.